we're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze podcast. As always, this is Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, college football's back. Badgers are back. Camp Randall was back off this Labor Day weekend. How are you doing? God, I was going to do it, Marlo. I can't do it. Oh. What, a, what a weekend it could have been. Alternate universe. Uh, where are you? Why aren't we there? Uh, we're not there. We're here, Marlo. It was a supposed to be such an exciting what a, what, well, yeah, supposed to be what could have been and not it was not a beautiful even, Friday night too it was. it was great Friday night great weekend weatherwise Marlo uh, <laughs> Labor Day weekend did very little laboring on my part which I think is the point um, <laughs> of it um, so I, I, I succeeded in that that was wonderful um, you did a little bit more laboring at least um, mentally laboring it sounds like but um, yeah Always first weekend of college football, something to look forward to. You circle on the calendar. I think this year was going to be a little bit different, right? We had Big Ten football to start out. Yeah. We had, it was Indiana, so, you know, it was a Big Ten football. It, it was a tune-up Big Ten football. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, a Big Ten game. Excited to go. Friday night lights, right? Yep. I, sorry, I was going to go along with it. <laughs> it just, it yeah. broke my heart yeah. all over again, just, <laughs> just hearing you be fake excited about it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was tough. Um, right, it was supposed to be open weekend. I think, I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting myself upset about it, but it was supposed to be something of to look forward to. This was, you know, coming off going to the Rose Bowl, obviously. Yeah. Rose Bowl disappointment again. We won't talk about that either. Um, but it was going to be an exciting season. Where where was, um, you know, where did we left off? Who was going to replace Taylor? Was this going to be? Um, was there going to be some sort of quarterback battle or not? Are we, are, are we going to stick with our with our with our guy? Was Mertz going to step up? But who cares now? Because mm-hmm. it's not happening. Yeah, I didn't. I was mentally prepared for. It. I thought I was mentally prepared for it, Marlon. I was building up for it. Obviously, we knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. But then Friday afternoon, the tweets started trickling out. Yep. You know, the messages start coming out like. Should be game day. We should be at Camp Randall. And I was like, it hurt. It hurt. And I was, I was, I was preparing myself for it, but I wasn't prepared. Um, and then I think in the back of my mind, I was still like, hey, don't worry. You don't have Wisconsin. That, that obviously sucks, right? You don't have yep. Big Ten football. That obviously sucks. Yep. But don't worry. You got some football. Yeah. You got some college football that you can watch. There's going to be college football. Football is back. There's football being played. It was going to be on the TV, Marlowe, and I was going to watch it, and then they all sucked. <laughs> it all, <laughs> all sucked. Game sucked. <laughs> it all sucked. And it surprised the crap out of me because, again, I was like, I was right there with you. All right, there's going to be football. I like my football guy. I like football. I thought, <laughs> hey, there's going to be football on. I'll watch this football. I tried to watch football. It sucked, and I wasn't drawn in. And I think. I came to the conclusion, this is my theory, so far, so far, is that regular, if this is a regular, like last year, regular seasons, I would sit and watch those games, those crappy games, (laughs) you know, because I felt like they were fillers. And I always had something else to look forward to, whether it was Wisconsin or some other Big Ten game, SEC game, big matchup, blah, blah, blah. Those were, I knew they were out there, and I could have those, and they were there, and these games were just fillers. But having these be the main events, I think Uh. is just... 
is taking is making being like, no, I don't like this. I don't like this as to look forward to. So last week we were talking about and we were like, we're going to take these fillers and we're going to make them a main event. We're going right. to be like, we're going to zone in on them. We're going to elevate their importance in our eyes or in our, in our viewing experience. But I guess that's a good point. So that's what we're going to do. But now when they stink, yeah. they're not interesting. <laughs> It really, really hurts the viewing experience because we put more importance on them. I actually yeah. viewed it a little bit similarly, Marlo, uh, I, and I think you're right on in that. Um, normally, we get these games where it's like, hey, it's Memphis and somebody I don't know, or it's you know what a team I know and a team I don't, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, or you know, or, or a bad matchup. But there's like 10, 15 of those going on, and one of them are interesting. True. And and I just tune in to the one that's interesting because it's close or it's uh, going to be an upset. Um, but we don't have kind of the the numbers game to see all of those. We just get the one. And if it's not good on a Wednesday night, it's <laughs> not good. And it, it, it is tough to watch. And like you, I was surprised I wasn't drawn in more just by the, hey, it's college football. Uh, but I think that was the relative, uh, I guess, Lack of um, quality. What's the what's the word I'm looking for, Marlo? The they're not name brand teams. The lack mm. of um, aura about the teams or something. That's not the, the right word either. But you know, it it wasn't even when it was a relatively good team that you might see occasionally, like Memphis. I keep popping to Memphis because yeah. that was one that I tuned into, expecting something good. Tonight we got BYU Navy. Not a great game. It's thirty one zero at half right now as we record. I was excited for this one. BYU Navy. BYU Navy. I know those two teams. Mm-hmm. Game's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to watch the second half. Luckily, I get to record this podcast instead. Yep. Um, dis- disappointing. We're going to see. So, what? That was week one? My God, yeah. if you can even call it that. Um, <laughs> and we no said here. And there was no week zero this year. There was no week zero. So, it's very confusing that we're. If we start on one this year instead of zero. It's all very confusing. Yeah. Um, so, we sat here and we looked at the schedule going forward, Marlo, and I'm a bit concerned. Very I'm a bit concerned about how this college football season is going to pick up. We talked about SEC doesn't start to what, like October? Yeah, last week in September, last Saturday in September. So yeah, basically October. Uh, yeah, basically October. So we got a couple more weeks without SEC. And then the matchups aren't there the way in which you would want them. They're not coming hot and heavy. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about college football tomorrow. Yeah, it's tough. You don't see a ranked versus ranked, at least. I mean, well, maybe it'll change. But anyways, right now, you don't see a ranked versus ranked to week five with Oklahoma, Iowa State out of the Big 12. And yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and, yeah, it's tough. And that's because, well, who the hell is playing? We don't know. Um, we don't know what these teams look like. I mean, every season we don't know what these teams look like. But we know that we now know after week one there's crappy football going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind of it's it's we're now salivating for those the three of the Power Five conferences to play. Um, yeah, that must have been what I was. Saturday, October third is week five. That's when I think the the ranked teams as we see them now, yeah, start to play. Uh, I, I think you were right in the week earlier that SEC kicks in, but it's still yeah, it's still it's matchups. daunting. And then I don't know how much more. I don't know how much you pay attention to these games, but I felt like and maybe this was part of it too. About how they're talking about the boss, like every game, they, I know they have to fill a lot of time. But they keep talking about which of these teams, these crappy teams that we all are watching, crappy teams, 
is going to find a way to get to the playoffs because the Big Ten and Pac-12 <laughs> are playing. It's like they're not. It's not going to happen. Stop yeah. talking about it. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Yeah, or yeah, you're getting your two SEC teams. <laughs> you're getting your Clemson and yeah, and Notre know. Dame. Just, just Notre Dame or Oklahoma. There you go. Yeah, there we you already go. figured it out. You don't have to watch yeah. any of these games. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We figured it out. Uh, you know, BYU is making a huge stand, huge, huge statement right now against Navy. That's a good point. That's a good point. You can't count out BYU just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, tough. Tough first week of the games. Tough. I just, I thought I was going to be more excited more than I wasn't. And I thought I was, again, just going through the schedule uh, with you before we got on was a bit depressing. I'm a little bit worried about just general interest. Again, if it's on on Saturday, I'm probably going to be watching. But it hasn't ignited my interest. It hasn't yeah. ignited my, my fandom like I thought that it would. Although, we have, uh, we have you know, fandoms to jump on, right? We talked about oh, Georgia. Yeah. Are we sticking with Georgia? Are we still doing... Yeah, we're a, we're a Georgia podcast now. I saw, I think ESPN had an article that we're a Georgia podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom Crean's the head coach of their basketball program. He is. He is. exciting. <laughs> yeah. Not sure I want to root for Tom Crean, but uh, they did a, you know, match up your team's not playing. Here's, here's your team ESPN did, I think it was. And yeah, they had yeah. us at, at LSU. And I was like, hey, I'll take it. All right. I think it was more or less like, hey. They like to tailgate. <laughs> like, That's fair. Was he, was he like tailgate? Yeah. I was like, hey, I, th- I think totally can, same program. I'm totally. I'm pretty much pretty much there. They're uh, twins. So there we go. We're <laughs> Georgia slash LSU, even though they're like rivals. <laughs> We're rooting for both of them. Yeah, we're both we LSU Georgia. Let's yeah. go. Okay. Maybe maybe we'll pick. Uh, who cares about the Big Twelve? Never mind. <laughs> All right. Big 12, just they just disappoint you anyways. I think I would just do Iowa State. I feel like Iowa State's the closest to a Big 10 team. That's fair, yeah. But I don't want to really, you know. One out every three years when they beat a go home, I'm like, yeah, I go Iowa State. And that's pretty much all I know. They play <laughs> Iowa every year, and they one out every three years, it feels like they beat Oklahoma to ruin Oklahoma's bid at a playoff. And that's pretty yeah. much. Iowa State fans, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's your program. There you go. So... Now we officially ruined college football for everybody. Which I guess that's probably like Wisconsin. Three <laughs> <laughs> years. <laughs> Don't beat Ohio State. Yeah. Probably, right. probably not yeah. even that. You think, we'll just do, you think we'll just do this every week? We'll just start off this way every week now? Pretend like Wisconsin play, then get sad about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretend Wisconsin play, get sad about it, and then bitch about how bad football is. <laughs> that's our new intro. I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried it might just go like that. <laughs> I don't want to say no. It won't be like that. Um, I, I'm just going to hope it gets better or we get over it. One of those yeah. two things has to happen. Um, hopefully it gets better. Uh, but maybe we, just get o- maybe we just get over it. Maybe the Big Ten will be back in October, Marlon. Oh, People, maybe. it's That's in true. the works. It could be October. It That's could be true. November. It could be December. <laughs> I keep yeah, going. It could be one of those. I could, could literally keep January. going all the way until next October. And, yeah. Uh, I would have a what one in thirteen chance of being correct. So. Yeah, that'd be wrong. I mean, uh, when the president steps in, says any moment now, any moment now, you know it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's college football, I guess. <laughs> All right, that's college football. Really dove and dissected it well there. <laughs> this is what people come for. All right, 
You want to know that? You want to go to the NBA? Ah, oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, another another happy yeah. subject. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, I was going through the rundown here, and I'm like, oh man, I I don't know. This is going to be a fun podcast, but uh, I think we're going to have to laugh through the pain here, Marlo. Bucks down, three to one. I, I guess it's I I suppose I'm lucky here, right? Uh, yeah. Being down three yeah. one after winning uh, game four yesterday. Um, a bit of a, a bit of a comeback, I guess, without. Giannis. Giannis left early in uh, the first half. It was it was in the second quarter, right? Because he had played 16 minutes. I think he had 19 points in 16 minutes, something like that. Went down. Um, and the other Bucks players finally woke up. Chris Middleton had 22 points. Uh, twenty, Let's say 22 to 25 points in the third quarter. He made a huge three uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, that that kind of sealed it. Although Tyler Harrow did his best to to ruin that, um, I guess it's good to get a win and avoid a historical sweep. <laughs> I guess yeah. is the positive way to look at it. But <clears throat> just looking back at the, I, I don't want to go too much into the first three games because those are very far in people's distant memories. I'm sure not in mine. Uh, game one was uh, lost. Jimmy Butler was great. He had 40 points uh, down the stretch. Jimmy Butler just he did a quiet impression. Yeah. I would say, uh, and just he got to his spot, made his shot. Uh, game two, we got screwed on a as time was running out foul call. Um, Bullcrap. Butler was taking a fadeaway. I don't know what it was. Three close to a three. Giannis put his hand on him, which I guess is technically contact, but it didn't affect the shot. Butler was always falling down. He hit two free throws as with time expired to win. Absolutely brutal way to lose a basketball game. Uh, game three was a choke. Bucks were up double digits in the fourth quarter. Just gagged the way they went. I think it was four minutes and 30 seconds while scoring the basket. And as a Badger basketball fan, Ooh, I'm know what familiar that like. with how that feels. Um, didn't expect to see it at an NBA level. Uh, but f- it was about four minutes and 30 seconds. Choked that game away. They scored 13 points. They were scored 40 to 13 in the fourth quarter of a must-win playoff game. Uh, so that when that happened, um, Marlo, I was it was over. Um, yeah, and then... Button smashed. Yeah. And um, Giannis was hurt at that point. We yeah. didn't know the extent of it. He came back, obviously, and tried to play in game four. And then he goes down early in game four, and I was just like, who cares anymore? Just <laughs> fold up the tent. And then they win. And then they go on and win. And so I don't... That was a long way to say it. I don't know what to take about this. Obviously, I'm encouraged to or i guess i'm uh where's your res- hope meter oh zero i have no hope <laughs> i'm resigned to a defeat i'm glad it wasn't a humiliating defeat a way in which a sweep would have been um while i am not one to put asterisks on things marlo especially mm-hmm. this whole thing mm-hmm. i think kind of a historic loss like this you could go yeah but you know oh the home team has never lost their first two at home well they're not really at home yeah yeah, that's not a fair. That's so, not, like, things like close. that, okay. You know, but getting swept, there's no excuse for that. You can't asterisk that away. You can't kind of go, like, oh, well, but they're in the bubble. Um, I think we the things we talked about after game one of the Orlando series, I think, kind of shown through uh, in these games against the Heat and why we both picked the Heat last week, right, as our yeah. team to, to upset. Yeah, um, I, I was thinking about that all week because I said that and I truly did not believe that it was going to be, not a chance, but I, I, I thought they'd win two games. 
right? Yeah. That was my thought. Put some scare into him. Obviously, you got, I think that will be over the game that should have gone to overtime. Totally screwed. Yeah. But I'm completely floored that they were up 3-0 at one point. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I'm with you that it's shocking. I think when I picked them as an upset, I could see them winning in seven, maybe six. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess they it could still, that could still happen. That's still in play. Um, I thought the matchup was tough, but the thing I was concerned about was uh, the Bucks role players stepping up and their defense. Their defense has in the whole bubble hasn't been there the way in which it was in the regular season. And throughout the series, they're talking about the Bucks being their number one defense in the NBA. They seem like a completely different defensive team. Their rotations aren't as crisp. They just don't seem on the same page. They're not. It doesn't seem like they're communicating as well. They're not doing the things and being as active as we saw them. Whereas in the in the regular the normal regular season, uh, as opposed, we see the Heat being extremely active, being extremely aggressive off of the ball, um, and basically doing the things that we had that I had grown accustomed to seeing the Bucks do on the defensive end. And the other thing is the role players. It seems like anybody not named Giannis before Game Four had lost all confidence. It seemed like the coaching staff had lost confidence in a lot of the role players to play meaningful minutes. Uh, you know, looking at uh, DiVincenzo, who played great in game four, but sucked in the first three games. Connaughton's been nowhere to be seen. Um, you know, even players like uh, George Hill and Wesley Matthews haven't been playing too well enough as well as, you know, they had contributed, uh, especially three-point shooting in the regular season. Um and we saw that kind of come back. They came out when Giannis wasn't there, which is what was so frustrating. Encouraging because they needed to, but frustrating because it took them to need to do it to actually play good basketball. When if they would have just played with that kind of desire or that kind of like confidence or mm, confidence isn't the right word because they had to, right? they were forced to, they had their backs against the wall. If they would have played with their backs against the wall this entire series, it might be a difference here. Maybe it's 2-2. I don't know. But 3-1, obviously, is significantly different than that. Um, or it feels that way, at least with just winning the last game. So that was a long diatribe about the Bucks. Miller. I'm sorry. I just wanted to get off my chest. Giannis is hurt. Um, other players finally showed up. Uh, I think what we saw in these first three games, though, especially in game three. All right, so talking about Giannis, I think what we see in in this series is where he needs to improve his game to kind of take it to the next level, right? We talked about other players not showing up, but I want to talk, just take a second to talk about where I think Giannis needs to improve. Uh, and I think, well, it feels pretty obvious to me, but I, I think he needs to improve on his kind of, his getting to his own shot, his playmaking ability. Uh, he's obviously great in uh, a normal offense. He's great on the fast break. Obviously we see that, but when it comes down to it, Playoff games, you need to get a bucket. You know, you can just look on the end of the court what Jimmy Butler was able to do in game one uh, and in game three and a bit in game two. I don't want to talk about game two anymore. But you can see, you know, we talked about the hit, Kawhi, LeBron, Doncic in, in round one, these players who can create their own shot. Giannis just can't do that when the game slows down well enough. If he gets to that level, if he's able to do that, then he's, you know, best player in the league, which people are already arguing, but like you can see when playoff basketball slows down, he still has a little bit of improvement to go, which I think is okay. He's, you know, 
24, 25, like he has time to be able to improve this and be able to get that. Um, but the frustrating thing about, I guess, surrounding this series is all the talk about what's going to happen next with Giannis. You know, I think Steve May Smith had a segment today where he's talking about, or was it over the weekend, whatever. This could be the last playoff game with Giannis as a buck, which is just, it's so frustrating to sit here and watch the best player your team has seen since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> <laughs> And all when things go poorly, or even when things go well, you're just sitting here and go, when is he going to leave? When is he going to leave? And that's the whole narrative around it. It's so frustrating um, to hear. It's frustrating to be locked into a playoff game. And the discourse going on in the game is about Giannis's contract and about where he's going to go next as if it's a foregone conclusion. It's just so incredibly frustrating. And this can't, this can't be a good thing. Fans can't want this. I, I, I just keep trying to think of this. I know I'm biased, and I want Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. But I feel like every fan outside of the Lakers or the Celtics should want Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. Explain. Why Everybody should want. <clears throat> so what happens with Anthony Davis in New Orleans doesn't keep happening. If Giannis can stay in Milwaukee, and he stays in Milwaukee and he makes it successful, then why can't that happen to Indiana. Why can't that happen to Orlando? Why can't that happen again to Chicago? Why is it? Why does it always have to be? Oh, we have to go form the super team wherever in a market that's, you know, nine times out of ten not going to be generic NBA fans market. And it's so frustrating to sit here and go. He can only win if he goes and joins these other players. And it's never talking about them coming to Milwaukee to join him which I guess is fair, right? It's a smaller market, but, yeah. you know, what was Golden State? I understand that's a different market, a bigger market. Well, but Miami. But I, it's a bigger market. But, yeah, what's my – comparative Miami and Milwaukee, it's, I mean, obviously a much, you know, um, sexier market, so to speak. Sure. But, sexier, but, like, but it's not huge. not a huge market. Yeah. It's not, it's not L.A. It's not New York, right? Yeah. But it's just – it's never talked about people coming here, which I guess is fair, but it's just, like – I would think that if you're an NBA fan, just like I was in, I was sitting here watching the Anthony Davis thing when he was trying to get out of New Orleans. It's like that's really frustrating. I want the best players to stay on their teams. I don't want them to go join the Lakers. I don't want them to go to Boston because those are NBA cities. That's such that's so frustrating. That's such a lame way for the league to react. So I or the league to operate. In my opinion, I would rather see, you know, other franchises have an opportunity to have the great player than just the same franchises over and over again. Um, which is why I wanted LeBron to stay in Cleveland. That's more fun than him going to LA. And if he wins another title for LA, congratulations. Like who cares? It's, 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 it's less interesting to me. Um, and I think less encouraging for an average NBA fan who supports Utah or whatever, you know, who's not in these big markets, that they, they can get, they can strike lightning in a bottle, they can get the franchise guy, he can stay there, and he can bring them a championship. And I think the NBA should be like, look, this can happen anywhere. And I don't know, maybe I'm just being too Milwaukee sensitive and, and, and small market sensitive, but it's just, there's, <laughs> there's only so many big markets in the NBA, and there's 30 teams, right? So... Yep. To have it feel like only th- 
three or four of them or five of them ever really get a chance to get free agents, ever really get a chance to hold on to their superstars, doesn't feel like a, a fun league to cheer for in the long run. But maybe I'm just being small market centric. So anyway, rant over. Did that, did that make sense, Marlon? <laughs> yeah, no, that know. made sense. I, I, no, I agree with that. I, I think um, I can understand that point of view. I get it. I think a lot of us in our air want that. We want to have hope that, hey, our teams can, if we get a star, we can keep a star and or have stars come to our team. Um, not be not going out, you know, we're just thinking of the day, our, our glory days, let's, let's be honest, we're thinking of our glory days in the 90s, where, you know, you draft some players, you have a good, you, and you have a good run with the core that you keep, and maybe you add some players around you. But every, it seemed like every market had a chance to be able to do that. Um, where it seems as that market travels with the player right now, and yeah. that at that point, well, it, it can get frustrating. Yeah, well, and I think another thing, uh, I guess, to support, like, why it would be a good thing for Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. So if he can stay in Milwaukee and mm. become the face of the league in Milwaukee, again, I'm speaking for small market teams, then it doesn't matter where you are, right? It doesn't matter what team you're on. You don't have to go to LA. You don't have to go to New York to be the best player, to be the face of the league, to have the marketing reach that LeBron James does or Michael Jordan did or kind of, you know, kind of that mentality, right? You have to go to the big city to be the face of the league to get that kind of advertising dollar. If Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee and accomplish all of those things, I think that's more encouraging and supportive of this can happen anywhere, which, I again, I think your average not coastal basketball fan uh, would would find encouraging. And I'm just trying to convince people that Giannis should stay in Milwaukee. That's all I <laughs> Look, they're going to get – they can give him $250 million. At the end of the day, he can they can give him more money. Um, around an organization who has again now I'm just doing the bit I'm doing the bit I'm talking about it and the season's not even over his contract's not even up this is so frustrating I'm I, I okay what's more frustrating the, the Giannis the talk, talk is, go ahead finish your, finish your thought yeah the, the talk I the whole point was to talk about how the talk was frustrating and now yeah. I'm doing the talk <laughs> I've been baited into it I have my own podcast monologue I've baited I guess I've baited myself oh boy Oh boy, I need. I may need a, I need a break. All right, what's your question? <laughs> more, more frustrating the series, the the Giannis leaving talk before the series is over, or the constant uh, Butler, Hero, and Crowder connection to Milwaukee talk every game. Oh yeah, a lot of connection. The Marquette players is frustrating as 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 a Badger fan. Yeah. Um, the Hero thing. I mean, I thought he was going to be good. He was good in college. I don't understand. He went like seventeenth. Yeah. How the hell did everybody miss on this? <laughs> I mean, he could he was he was the playmaker at at a good Kentucky team last year. Yeah. When things the chips were down, he was the guy who got that Kentucky team going. He was going to be in today's NBA, he was going to be a good NBA player and I don't I don't understand how the hell he went 17th or whatever it is, let's just say late teens in the draft. It's, that's unbelievable. Um it's been frustrating just because I knew he was going to be good. And I just, every time he explains, I mean, he should be on this team. He should be on a worse <laughs> team. This is so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, not a fan of all the Marquette, all the Marquette pub that is, is going on. And so we had, the Bucks have Wes Matthews too, who went to Marquette. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, him and Butler, uh, you know, they're always chumming it up and it's always, you know, I get so defensive and it's just like, you shouldn't be laughing at each other. This is a playoff game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my normal, f- my, my uh, fandom kicks in and it's like, you guys should be, should be chumming it up, even though they're probably just like actually friends and, you know, they're just doing this for fun and, well, and their job, but yeah, they care. Right. But, but they're just hanging just, out. They're just hanging out in the bubble. I want to get to Yeah. Well, it's, it's that whole, like, you know, fans have rivalries and stuff and NBA players just like, we just, or, or athletes, I guess in general, it's just like, yeah. We're playing a game, bro. We're playing a game. We we go where people pay us to play. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you know, if somebody goes from the Red Sox to the Yankees, and they're like, "Yeah, they gave me more money." Like, I don't hate them. Like, I'm not a fan. I just here to play baseball. Uh, all right, let's talk some other basketball, Marlo. Other series: yep. Lakers, Rockets, tied at one. I think the most intriguing question of the series have is a wrestling type question, Mar- Marlo. Yeah. Have the Rockets turned from heel to face? Are they? The good guys. Oh, great question. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess they are in my book, obviously, because I'm reading against the uh, the Lakers. I know it's not a brand of basketball that you like, um, but it's been. I mean, the game game one, taking game one from the Lakers was a lot of fun. They made a run at game two, um, yep. as well, but weren't able to pull that one out. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I like them. I and then. I thought it was funny. It's happened between ours, but the way the Rockets closed out their last series with the James Harden defensive play, what the oh, hell? Oh, yeah. The one time um, he played defense. Yeah, the one time he played defense, and, and now all of a sudden he's he's all defensive team um, in the announcer's world. But, um, <laughs> but, hey, but, hey, we're here, and that's a good question. I think they might be turning a corner. Maybe not there yet. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm rooting for the Rockets. It feels weird. You talk about how I don't like their brand of basketball, uh, but it's, again, this maybe this is just my fandom interference. It's not more fun than the Lakers who try to slow it down. <laughs> Rockets at least are jacking it. I don't like it, but it's at least fast-paced. Lakers yeah. are slowing it down to uh, a molasses level. Uh, it's funny you talked about um, Harden's defense. Before we got on the pod, we were talking about the officiating. and In Game 2, they just decided anytime anybody breathed on Anthony Davis, yeah. Uh, it was a foul. There was one play where Harden was guarding Anthony Davis, and he literally just let him go around him. Mm. And they still called a foul on Harden. <laughs> he just was literally standing still, didn't play any defense whatsoever. Anthony Davis ran around him and dunked, and they called a foul on James Harden. And it was just an epitome of uh, the new James Harden defense uh, and the officiating in that game. But I am biased. It's I think it's the fun, it's. One of the most interesting things to see these Rockets go from um, much uh, hated, at least, uh, I guess, uh, in the at least from what I read and see, right? I don't, I don't know. And to now people are like, hey, Rockets, not so bad. Not so bad. And especially that's happening in my household, like other people are cheering in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, hopefully the Rockets continue to make that an interesting series. Uh, other series happening right now, Marla. Game three of uh, the Clippers versus the Nuggets. Um, we got a score on that. Uh, it's tied. It's Oh, we got tied? God. Got 57-59 halftime. Nuggets. All right, 57-59 series tied at one. Nuggets are up to... Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot from tonight's game. I think the, that the Nuggets are up to a half uh, is pro- perhaps telling us enough that we can go on that. Uh, game one, I just thought the Nuggets were tired. They just weren't ready for that game. They were playing two games after their game seven uh, against Utah. And the Clippers took care of business game two. 
it felt like a completely different team. It felt like a completely different game, and the Nuggets took that. Yes. I was trying to come back with a better uh, comeback, and I didn't have one. Um, there we go. So you, That's, uh, once again, Casey hits it on top of the head. I wrapped, I wrapped up the series in a nutshell. Um, Murray's been awesome. He's probably been the most fun player in this playoffs to just kind of like see him. I mean, what he did in the Utah series yeah. was phenomenal. Uh, and to watch him kind of, you know, now go into this series against Kawhi, against playoff Paul. What is he? Does he call himself playoff, playoff Paul? Is that playoff, playoff P. P. Yep. Playoff P. Um, <laughs> you know, they seem, the Clippers seem like a team that should be able to stop him. And he is still um, playing well. And that's been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I, it, him and Jokic, they're just they're the two most fun players in this playoffs. Uh, this playoffs to watch. Now I'm going to turn this. Oh, he has ten points at half. That's fine. That's fine. Jokic with fourteen. Uh, those have been the two most fun players. Uh, I think across the board to to watch in this playoffs. Yeah. What is going? Why is what is wrong with the Clippers? I, I feel like they're a team that I'm like, all right, here they're going to turn it on. This is when they're going to turn it on, and they're just kind of they're waltzing through. It. And is this? Is the Nuggets the team that kind of put them to bed? Too many, too many flaws think, to cover up. Well, with the Clippers, the way in which they're playing right now, it's a Kawhi-led team. I think they're taking his mentality and they're going, we're just going to hang around and then we're going to hit mid-range jumpers, jumper you to death in the last four minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's when they win, that's what they do. It's just, will the other team not be able to, not be able to outscore them or not be able to keep up in kind of that home stretch. I think the way Jamal Murray has been playing, the way Jokic has been playing, they could be the, enough to do that. Um, you know, when you talk about the Lakers and Clippers kind of coming down to it, the way, why we all thought that they were, that was going to be the West Conference Final, is it's just going to be, you know, the two best players on each team duking out in those last four minutes who can get mm-hmm. those buckets. But maybe the Nuggets have enough firepower I kind of hope so. I think they're they're so fun to watch. Um, <laughs> even Michael Porter Jr., who I forgot yeah. about because he's yeah. been hurt for two years, uh, he's making an impact. Which is every time I just shake my head. Um, I I think I don't want to call the Nuggets having enough. I didn't think that the Nuggets would be able to put uh, together a real challenge to the Clippers before the series. I definitely think that they can put together a real challenge, and by that I mean. Um, go uh, go six, seven games, if not win. Nice. All right, on All to right. the least interesting series. <laughs> yeah. In my book, Boston. Uh, why did I? I wrote every other team name, but I put Boston. All right, Celtics Raptors. <laughs> <laughs> um, Boston dominated the first few games. It went back to Toronto, still in the bubble. Um, <laughs> and Toronto won the next two. I'm shocked that it went well, that they won two games. Yeah, I mean they were a buzzer beater away. <clears throat> Toronto was a buzzer beater away from being down 0-3. So yeah, the fact that great they won buzzer that, beater. Yeah, awesome buzzer beater. The fact that they went, they did that and they followed that up with another win was impressive as well. So um yeah, get it back to two two, pretty big. Boston won big tonight, so now it's back three two. I think yeah. Boston puts them to bed. Uh Raptors had their nice little run. Congratulations, your championship will not be defended. Yeah. Didn't think it would. I, I think 
I was very interested in this game five. It's just in, I thought if Toronto could keep it close, they could it could yeah. be a you know a, an interesting series going forward. They couldn't, and I think it's Boston uh, by a country mile. Now, um, I, it was interesting when they came back in the two games because Siakam was actually good. He was terrible in the first two games. Um, terrible might be strong. He was not good in the first two games. He was better in the third. And I started to wonder, like, is the that kind of the playoff grit of the Raptors that we assigned to Kawhi Leonard, you know, his ability to just kind of keep it close, hang in there, hang in there, and finish strong. Was that actually Kyle Lowry? And I had a moment where I was like, maybe, maybe it's Kyle Lowry's team. And then, no, something's won by a lot of points today. <laughs> <laughs> that thought left my mind. Uh, but it, I, I was a bit surprised by the Raptors' uh, ability to hang in there and ability to kind of keep playing through what seemed like um, unlikely odds and in a series in which they seemed well out-talented. So good job, I guess, by the Raptors. I guess, hell, I'd take 4-2 <laughs> to two at this point for the Bucks. So, um, all right. Anything else on Boston, uh, Toronto? Again, well, That's just, it. That's it Not super interesting to me. All right, let's move on to baseball real quick. But I don't really know what to talk about the Brewers tomorrow. I'll just sum their season was summed up, uh, and I think uh, it was the sixth inning against the Indians this past. Sorry, the Cleveland baseball team, baseball club, um, <clears throat> and they had the bases loaded with two out, with one out. Excuse me, with Kessin Hira and Kristen Yelch up to bat, and you're like, hell yeah, here we go, big inning. Both of them strike out. No runs straight in the bases loaded. It's just like this is the Brewers season in a nutshell. Just foregoing opportunity after opportunity. Still three games under five hundred. Can't get out of their own way and can't produce when they need to. So that's what I'm going to say about the Brewers, Marlo. Um, how about your White Sox? White Sox one and three versus the Twins, but then came back with the four game sweep of the Royals. Boom. Man, keep getting. I feel like you play the Royals every week. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Just play the Royals every week. (laughs) Totally fine with that. (laughs) Keep doing that. Um, But, as I say, we play the games. We play the games they put in front of us. We are currently in first place. Booyah. Is it too soon? I don't know whether to be excited. I mean, I know it's like we're halfway through, more than halfway through season. Um, Keep this going. Essentially, I feel ahead of schedule, right? It's a weird season yeah. as it is. This was supposed to be the season of, hey, we can start to see the fruits of said labor. Uh, yeah. The, the whole tanking and, and, and getting the prospects and have them get their feet wet this season. And then maybe, you know, we'll see some spurts here and there. Um, so yeah. we're maybe play some early. meaning like wild card race type games. Yeah. It is a, so it's like, all right, am I getting too excited too soon? Or is this, this the run I'm looking for? Or do I just keep my expectations low for the rest of the season whatever we get is gravy um i mean are you asking me i'll tell you what i would do yeah uh, i guess if i if i could counsel you uh <laughs> so i wouldn't i mean this season's gravy just ride with it ride the excitement for this season uh but i wouldn't necessarily just go okay now the, you know we're ahead of schedule therefore next season we should, you know, be competing for whatever, right? Right? Like, enjoy this season for what it is, and and ride with it. But don't adjust kind of what your previous 
schedule was, you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. But go all out on this season. Have fun with it. Um, that's kind of, that's looking back at when the Brewers, I guess, we you know had two good playoff runs, but that was only, what, two years ago and <laughs> last year. But uh, it didn't feel like, hey, like we've arrived, you know? Yeah. And, and like we should now be competing to get to the World Series. That doesn't feel like where the Brewers organization is. So I was just kind of like, I'm going to go with this, and then probably next year we'll miss the playoffs, and then we made the playoffs again, but whatever. Um, just you know, enjoy the moment. Be there. I'm enjoying the moment. Enjoying the moment. Don't put too much. Don't put too much weight on it, Marlo. What is, when do playoffs start? Give me the playoff baseball. I don't know. October? Who knows? <laughs> Actually, no. It's the twenty. What did I read? The 29th? September? Was yeah. No. Stats yeah. department. MLB playoffs. If it's at the end of the month, okay, I'm excited. Oh, it's, yeah, it's this month. Oh, I'm in. Uh, let's go. An expanded. Okay. I know we read. Regular seasons rules. ends. I, I googled it. Professional stat department over here called Google. Um, the regular season ends the 27th. An expanded 16 postseason tournament is to scheduled to begin on the 29th. Dang. Let's go. So, We're yeah. You're 22 days at. away from playoff baseball. Jesus. Jeez. All right. Let's How do are it. the Brewers not playing today? They need to get <laughs> games in. What's happening? <laughs> it is It is bewildering when the Brewers don't play. Like, it's just, it's, a, it's supposed to happen <laughs> every day. <laughs> More so than normal, like normal season, right? You have you, you understand there are travel days, there are day games and, yeah. and, and whatnot. But now it's like, I just expect them to be on every night. And when they're not, I'm like, what? This is so confusing. I feel like we've had two, um, two off days in like a week. It's been very weird. All right. All right. Uh, other baseball things probably happening. We're not watching. We're not yeah, definitely not watching. Um, uh, should we talk about the other things you get excited about? Probably. Yeah, maybe. Something, I mean, we probably should have nearly led with this. To yeah. be honest, this, I mean, in normal times, I think we would. But these are not normal times. Casey. These are not normal times. If you haven't figured it out by now, we're talking about the NFL. NFL is back this week. Three, four days, three days. Th- how many days from? Th- it's Thursday from now. Three days. Three days. Thursday night. Thursday football. night. NFL is back. I can't believe it, and I think we buried this. I don't want to say buried, but we just kind of went in. You know, the way in which things are happening, this isn't happening yet. I just almost don't believe it, Marlo. I just I almost like it. I don't want to like admit it to myself <laughs> in fear of it going away. Um, but it's here. They're going to be playing real NFL games this thursday and then packers and bears are playing sunday along with everybody else you know yeah i can't believe it all right it's here we're gonna have football it's, it's definitely one of those like time is weird in like life right now yeah <laughs> like, well we're sitting there talking like, about I, playoff basketball and yeah the nfl kicking off yeah it's weird it's, it's weird um but yeah it's happening thursday's here we're gonna have football um before we get into our games, I, I got a general question. Okay. And this is this had me thinking after I was watching crappy NFL or uh, college football. But the, with the we all all we have all wanted not wanted preseason football, right? Because it's crappy football. We get excited for it, but it's crappy football. And then the last couple of years, 
as everyone has sat their starters for said preseason games, we get mm-hmm. mad about the first couple games being crappy, <laughs> especially on the offensive sides. Yeah. Um, you can contest this. I think Rodgers had a slow start. That was the, the people were claiming for the reasons last year. Are we going to see that overall this year? Are the first couple weeks just going to be crappy and discombobulated, people getting hurt and people being tired and players not being able to get through games because we had no other teams hitting other teams? I mean, I don't see how we're not, right? If Now, I'm not a football player, Marlo, so you might have to correct me on this, but mm-hmm. if the the understanding and, and the logic is we need preseason to get our bodies ready for the season. Yeah. We need practice to get our bodies ready for the season it seems like those things have happened less than at any other time in recent memory i don't see how it's not going to be really a real struggle a real slog in the first half of the season unless the previous understanding of how important preseason and <laughs> um practice to get ready to actually play is like if that's yeah. just wrong <laughs> if that's just not true we'll find out now i guess but it seems like that's true. It logically makes sense that that's true. So I think it's going to be, uh, it should, I, I think it should be a pretty big struggle the first couple of weeks of the season as far as that goes. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> I remember, remember last season, the first Thursday night game, what a thriller. That 7-10 to uh, Bears-Packers game. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, um, but let's get excited here. First week. Yeah, Bears, Vikings, Packers. No, Lions. Bears. I Pack- mean, no, Packers, Vikings. Pa- Packers, Vikings, Bears. Bears line. Yeah. So we start out in division again. It feels like I want a warm up game. <laughs> like I don't want to just jump <laughs> into the division right away uh, against against the Vikings. Um, Marley, you'd be surprised to know that if if our our listeners are coming for us to break down these games, they might be sorely disappointed here. <laughs> I'm not ready to do it. I don't know. Um, I know that the Vikings traded for um, the defensive end from um, Jacksonville. That's exciting. Uh, the Silver Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> Kirk. The Vikings seem like the same team to me. Uh, Packers seem like the same team, maybe a little bit worse than last year. I don't know what else to expect different this year. Like Neither of these teams seem like they've changed too much that I just expect it to be similar to last year, a close game. Hopefully the Packers win. Yeah, I expect to split out. I, I expect to split out of this series. Yeah. During the season. Um, this so, one, you at home? Packers at home? Great question. Great question. That it matters. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. They're, they're, they're playing in the bubble. It's in Minnesota. So don't, ex- I don't, I therefore don't expect too much. Although, if nobody's in attendance, are they still playing that annoying horn after Ooh, every first down? Great question. That's, that was the big debate this past week was getting Goodell so they could put in their own artificial crowd noise. They definitely will play the horn. I guess they, I, to answer my to answer my own question, they're going to play the annoying horn, and it's going to be extra. It's just going to pierce through the TV into my ears. It's going to be terrible. Oh, God, the Vikings are the it's going to be louder than normal. They're the they're the worst. Um, they're the worst. There we go. There we go. That's my that's my Green Bay Minnesota <laughs> breakdown. I think the the crowd noise is going to be. Are they doing anything? Have we seen anything as far as them incorporating any sort of uh, fans 
either remote or a cardboard version into this? I haven't seen I haven't or heard seen anything. anything. I heard that there's a couple teams. I think they're. I think both Florida teams have cleared the way for fans. I think in Dallas stadium. was saying that there was going to be fans. Jerry said there was going to be. Fans. Yeah, I think there was. I think the biggest number I saw was six thousand in a stadium. Um, which at that point, what the point? What's the point? Just looks yeah. sad and pathetic. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. This is where we're at. So yeah, I haven't seen anything um, on what teams are doing. It sounds like the NFL is leaving that up to each individual, much like baseball. Yeah, leaving that up to each individual team. Um, to figure out, so I guess we'll find out together. And you don't have it like an arena, like ba- like basketball are all the same place. They have the arena that makes sense. Yeah, I, like you, for like the Packers, they can't just like line a bunch of LED TVs or whatever screens around the stadium. That would be yeah. a little bit cost prohibitive for them to do. That'd be wild. They should do something like that. Jerry would do. I something guess, like that. I guess he essentially does, right? He has a huge thing yeah. in the middle. They have that. Um, banner uh, i guess the display banner essentially that runs along yeah. the stadium like you yeah. see like at hockey arenas or indoor arenas they have that yeah so i guess dallas is most equipped to do that but obviously in our team stadiums that are 100 years old yeah <laughs> it's not, not quite not gonna not quite up for not quite up for that all right bears play the lions um bears, lions <coughs> i guess the most exciting news i'll break i'll break the story breaking well, news it's welcome to the mitchell trubisky era yeah uh it's yeah. still it's still here. We're in it. It's We're in it. Uh, apparently, he beats out Nick Foles. Um, Trubisky's the guy. <laughs> that's the that's the bad news. You want to hear the good news, that's Casey? News. <laughs> good news is we're starting off with the Lions. And um, yeah. yeah, the Detroit Lions. I'm going to read you Trubisky's career numbers against the Lions. All right, five games versus the Lions. Nice completing percentage. Good, seven, good already. Already seventy percent. Uh, 1,359 yards, 11 touchdowns to four interceptions with a 106 QB rating. Boom. So we just play the Lions all the time. It's fine. It's totally fine. Um, (laughs) And we'll we'll be good. So this is is how the narrative is going to happen. I'm going to break down the whole season we're here right now. All right. He's going to come out. He's going to have a decent game. Not good. Not great. He's going to have a decent game against Detroit. It's week one. And everyone's going to be like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. Then he's going to have a crap game week two and three. Then Foles is going to come in. He's going to have two good games. Then he's going to have crap games. And then we're going to talk about what are we going to do now. So I've gotten us to week six. I don't know after that. You don't know after that? Yeah. Week six and you're three and three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you already want to bench both quarterbacks? <laughs> exactly. I don't, what is... I mean, do you want to talk grander, grander plan here? Uh, no. How the hell not. do you bring in Nick Foles <laughs> and he doesn't win this? Like, you gave up. You guaranteed money. Not you, Marlo. You didn't guarantee any money. Yeah. The Bears <laughs> guaranteed money. They gave up a fourth-round pick? Yeah. Something they gave stupid. up a pick. Whatever. They gave up, let's call it draft equity, mm-hmm. and guaranteed money to Nick Foles to come in and not be the quarterback that doesn't. Like, I get. I get bringing in a quarterback to be like, hey, if Trubisky doesn't work, it's still starting Trubisky. But the way in which they went about this doesn't make any sense to me. Mark. I mean, Does they did bring in sense? probably the best backup quarterback in the history of the NFL. So you could say they did that. Hmm. That's so fair. He, and now he's a backup, fair. and he's the best ever. That's if, – if Mitchell can get him to the playoffs, <laughs> then hurt himself – 
And then Nick Foles plays in the playoffs. I mean, yep. that's the road to the Super Bowl. I guess. There it is. No flaw in that. In that, what whatsoever. Um, I think it's a good time to catch the Lions, right? They have a lot of new additions. Yeah. Uh, ho- you know, hopefully, you know, I guess you're hoping that they don't have time yet to gel. Uh, I guess the reverse side of that is Stafford hasn't hurt himself yet. So I keep I, I keep saying hurt themselves like they like stub their toe or something. <laughs> not like they're not playing a violent game where they get hurt. <laughs> like they do it to themselves. I don't know why I'm doing that. That's weird. I'll stop. I'll try to stop doing that now. Um, any predictions, Marlo? Predictions? I'm going to go 24-13 Bears. All right. Uh, I, I like a similar score line in mine. I'm going to go uh, 21 to 17 Vikings. I like the Vikings at home. And uh, yes, I'm trying to reverse jinx. Uh, all right. Other games, Marlo, this weekend, best matchup. Uh, I'll throw, throw a few at you. We can talk through it, or maybe you can take one off the board. Uh, the Thursday night game we talked about opening, opening game, uh, your Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs playing the Houston Texans, the Sunday night game, uh, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the other one I circled on Sunday was the Tampa Bay. See what I, see what I did there? Oh, yeah. uh, Buccaneers and New Orleans Saints. Combined quarterback age is 140 in that game, nice. so that's exciting. Um, which one are you most, I guess, what's one has you most interested? Or is there one I missed that, that you saw on the schedule? No, I I think the, the Thursday night game, Texans Chiefs. <clears throat> um, obviously, the other two quarterbacks in that draft that aren't Trubisky are playing against each other, which is always fun to watch. Um, but no, seriously though, it should be. I, that's you know, obviously, two good offenses, two two dynamic quarterbacks. I don't know mm-hmm. what more you, what more you could want for kick off the season. Yeah, for sure. I think that's uh, you know the quarterback matchup um that it, that will be very interesting. I think it's got to be double whammy for Bears fans cuz you're going to see all the the highlights, you know, the the graphics oh, during yeah. that game. Oh yeah. But then you're also going to see it during the Bears game. <laughs> 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 we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Like, it's Trubisky. Hey, remember Thursday night? That's <laughs> that kind of stinks. Um Will be interesting. Will be interesting to see how the Texans look in that one. Uh, JJ Watt, hopefully back and healthy. Uh, oh, I didn't mention this. I totally forgot that Jadavian Clowney was still available as a free agent. Mm-hmm. He signed with the Titans, and I w- was gobsmacked because I totally forgot that he was still out there. That's crazy. Uh, he, we're not talking about the Titans. I don't know who they play, uh, but it wasn't a game of the week here. Um, I am. Go, I'm looking to see who the Titans play. Still looking. Moving on. I don't see him. Oh, they play in Monday night against Denver. Okay, mm. won't stay up late. Won't stay up late to watch that one, Mo. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. I'm going to go with the old the, the old quarterback guard. Uh, I'm just really interested to see ta- uh, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. I want to see what it looks like. I still can't like. I can visualize it, right? But like, it just doesn't. Uh, I won't believe it until I see it. I just want to see that. I want to see how that team looks. Gronk, um, and I want, Gronk, 
and Gronk, yeah. Um, I, I don't feel as attached to Gronk being, you know, in a different jersey. He seems like, I don't know, I think his, like, general wildness just <laughs> makes me feel, like, it's, like, believable that he can do something outside of the ordinary, whereas Tom just mm-hmm. seems, you know, like Tom Brady, who is, like, a, you know, white bread person. Like, he just does, <laughs> he do does bread, dude. what do you bread. expect. And... Um, I don't expect to be in Tampa Bay, and we're, we're going to see it. It'll be interesting. I'm interested to see what Drew Brees looks like if he is, you know, his arms one year older or if he's still able to sling it around out there. Because um, I think – and I think this game has the most implications out of, you know, kind of the early matchups. I'm really interested to see what these two teams uh, look like, and that's why I'm looking forward to that one. Um, those are – those uh, other games out there, um, but those are the ones I'm looking forward to. All right, that's all I have for NFL. Any other – NFL things out there. Um, I guess I'm interested to see what Joe Burrow looks like in Cincinnati. Might be a little unfair to judge him on week one. Interested to see what Washington's uniforms look like. Yeah, the football team. Washington football team. (laughs) I forgot about it. I was scrolling through the schedule. You know, this schedule has the the team names. (laughs) It's just like. Packers, Vikings, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles, football team, Raiders, Panthers. Like, wait, what? <laughs> football team. <laughs> I was looking at it and they had the logos, and it's just like a gold W. And yeah. my mind just went like Washington, like University of Washington. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, why are they playing on Sunday? Oh, <laughs> that was that was interesting. Um, I just thought of something else. Oh, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick back. Fitzmagic oh, is back. He's, back. he's starting. Is he? It's not a good. Yeah. it's not a good spot for him. He needs to be on the bench to start the season. That's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, but he's starting. Unfor- I guess man, unfortunately, for that man will him. always find a way, though. He, he will always find a way. It's crazy. He's, he's been around. Uh, he's playing New England, so maybe you can have some of that Fitzmagic there uh, to start it out. Um, I forget where he signed. Miami is trying to trade Josh Rosen. Yeah, I saw that. Sur- surprisingly, they didn't find any takers. And I was like, that was what crazy. value could he, could he possibly have at this point? Do you remember like, when he really? was super high? Like his height? He was, he was like, he was supposed to be the next thing. He was a, like seventh overall pick. Yeah. Two years. Right? Two years? Yeah. Because he had the one ago. year. Unbelievable. What, what a, and I feel like he didn't even get a chance to play football. It's absolutely crazy. Um, that that he where he, he is where he is. Uh, although I didn't think necessarily that Miami was the right spot. I think he needs to go somewhere, be a backup for a bit. I think he did sign with the team, um, but I I just know that they cut him <laughs> instead of actually finding. Oh, he went with Tampa Bay. So there yeah. you go. Go there, be a backup, learn a little bit. He's twenty three years old. Yeah, he has some time. Uh, Learn how to be a professional quarterback. Maybe, you know, Tom Brady can help. I don't know. Um, and absolutely crazy. All right. That's all I got. I had a couple of throw-ins there, Marlo. A little early throw-ins in the, in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but, but we'll uh, get back to our – we have real throw-ins though, coming up, don't you? Yeah, we have real throw-ins coming up. But first we got to get to what everyone's been waiting for here. KC's quarter kick. All right, Marlo. We had some – 
international soccer. We have the UEFA Nations League, which I keep calling the League of Nations. Um, <laughs> the failed international government or international government body, which was um, I don't know why, but I keep calling that. But Nations League, uh, of course, Marlo. As with soccer, there's always some sort of random competition happening, and this is an international one where there are what was there? It's four league group a through d so there's different levels and there's 16 teams in each level except the last one because there's not enough teams to get all the way up there um so it's the essentially how it should work is the 16th best european national teams are in leagues and they play each other why this is why this matters i don't know they're trying to make it matter but why it's interesting to casual fans is you get actual good international games outside of competitions so normally right now we would be getting international friendlies where you know germany plays somebody relatively random instead we got them playing spain and switzerland so those are much more interesting i guess to a casual or even to a soccer fan like me than it would be if they were playing uh san marino or something. It's, yeah. it's, it, it creates uh, more interesting games, and there's some sort of stakes, and the teams seem like they kind of care. I won't say totally care. Like it's, They don't care as if this was a World Cup or a Euro Cup or something like that, but there seems to be some level of competition that you don't get in friendly. So I think it's an upgrade on that system to provide this. Uh, there's going to be a couple more games here early in this next week um, throughout the day. They're primarily not even on actual television on like ESPN Plus, but they're entertaining and they're good. Um, if you can find kind of the good matchups or a team, you know, a, a country you particularly care about, like I wa- like watching the Dutch and they happen to play Italy today, which is a good matchup. Italy won one zero, uh, but that's going on anyway. Um, this weekend, EPL stars model. The European leagues are coming back. They just left, but they're back. Hmm. Um, Key games, Liverpool, uh, just because I'm a Liverpool fan, they're facing newly promoted Leeds United. Um, that's going to be happen uh, late Saturday morning. And then on Sunday, I think this is the game of the week, we got Tottenham versus Everton. Everton will be unveiling their new signing, James Rodriguez. James Rodriguez, what the heck? Um, from... Um, I got myself open. Um, from Real Madrid. Um, he is, uh, if you remember the World Cup, Marlowe, two World Cups ago, he was the Colombian player who was really good. Ah, got it. James Rodriguez. So he, yeah, so I know you remember that well. Um, but he came out of the scene two World Cups ago, uh, has spent some time in Bayern, spent some time at Real Madrid, and now is on Everton. So it would be good to see see him he can have can have flashes of brilliance um i guess the last big news is uh messy as i i don't say broke news but kind of i discussed last week he is not leaving barcelona mainly because barcelona said you can't leave or you have to pay us 700 million (laughs) dollars and he said i'd rather not uh essentially what it came down to was he had to inform the team he wanted to leave by sometime in June, but the league wasn't over yet. So like that date is because it's like normally in the middle of summer, right? So it's the off season, but they were still in the middle of 
kind of the restart competing for um, a league title, which they ended up losing to Real Madrid. Uh, so it kind of like so technical technicality. He should have told them by then, but shit didn't hit the fan yet. Although the writing was on the wall, it didn't hit the fan yet. Um, at that point, so it seems kind of like a dick move for the board to be like, <laughs> "Hey, legally, you gotta stay." Um, but technically, he should have told them by then. So I don't know. It seems like a jerk move. Uh, I don't know what they could have done. You can't just let him walk. Um, it's a, kind of a Lulu, so he's kind of back in it. And he had this quote, and I just was like, oh, so relatable, Marlo. Um, he, it's like, my kids don't want to go anywhere. They don't want to change schools, so I'm going to stay at Barcelona, essentially. And I was like, just a family man this messy. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like you and me, Marlo. Just you know, worried about his kids. Yeah. His, their, their friends at school. Um, $700 million release clause. Unbelievable. So last time I really butchered an analogy um, with Uh-oh. Messi, and I, I, I thought a little bit about this, Marlon, what it would be like like in American sports. So it would be more like if Steph Curry, instead of going to Davidson, was always at Golden State, mm. won a couple more titles with Golden State, and then in like five years, in like four years from now, demanded a trade from Golden State because they weren't winning anymore. That would be a better analogy because Steph yeah. is more kind of like beloved by everybody, like Messi is. Uh, he's would be more. He's kind of centrally intertwined with the Warriors, like Messi is. So that's what more what it would be like if Steph Curry was kind of better, even though he's a two-time MVP. And Golden State was as successful as they were with so that's the that's the better messy analogy for American sports. Got it, yeah. Yeah, I saw, I but saw, even that what was that? I saw that come across and then he changed his mind or whatever. I knew you'd break it down, but I was like, oh man. Well I, I guess I was yeah, I was curious to what people in that world, like what yeah, what they were related to and what they would think about the wish-washy, the back and forth of it all. Yeah. Well, definitely, I don't think he wants to be there, but he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess Barcelona has a year to convince him to stay or convince him that it's worthwhile to stay and obviously have to mend the relationship. And he'll say the right things, I think. He has been. I mean, he loves the club. He doesn't. I can't say he doesn't want to leave because he obviously wants to leave. Yeah. But it's uh, he doesn't he he's been there for since he was like sixteen years old or thirteen years old or something. It's been like twenty years. Like he this it, he loves that club, but he doesn't think they can win with him there and he wants to win and he almost sees himself as an impediment to them being successful again. I think. Um, so he's saying the right things and he'll say the right things but like at the end of the day it's like you know I almost feels like when the parents are staying together till the kid graduates from high school. <laughs> like th- th- they're going to sleep in their separate bedrooms and then they're going to break up at the end of the year. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be really weird. I can't imagine that there's a successful um, season out of this for Barcelona. 
that said, he's if not one of if not the best one of the best players in the world and possibly the best player of all time. So maybe he can make something good out of it. Who knows? I'll be watching. But uh, yeah, it's was it's it's been a strange drama, and I guess it's Spanish soccer. So maybe uh, it it seem has seemed like Messi has kind of transcended that in a way because he is so talented. Um, but it's Spanish soccer, so there there is usually drama, and I guess it's it's finally affecting or bringing down Messi. Not bringing him down, but he's involved in it. Good. There we go. There That's it is. the corner kick. All right. Soccer's back. Soccer's back. No, All right. Uh, th- move to our throw-ins. Shall All we? right. Some throw-ins. Some quick ones, Marlo. Yep. I got a great hockey take that um, I tuned in to the end of the Colorado Avalanche versus my Dallas Stars um, in overtime. And they – so – my hockey fandom, Marlo, goes back to uh, in the mid-90s. I was living in Michigan. The Red Wings were really good, and they had their rivalry with Colorado Avalanche at that time. So um, I grew up in hockey hating the Avalanche, so I was rooting for the Dallas Stars. <laughs> and they were talking about, or I don't know what they were talking about, but they showed Joe Sackick in the stands, and he's apparently involved with the management of avalanche and literally they showed him and i shook my fist and said ah, damn you joe sackick and they went back to the game and dallas scored so i just had a huge take that joe sackick in your face your team lost uh and that felt that felt really great um and joe sackick did not see my tweet so um, oh a bitch he barely continued living his life um so that one another one marlo i got uh golf Justin Johnson still doing good, great things. Won again, won the FedEx Cup, Company Cup. Um, so I think because he won a tournament today, he therefore won that thing, and it was won like fifteen million dollars. We should have been better at golf. Yeah, Marlo for sure. Um, unfortunately, on my all right, list. All on right. My list for next life. Uh, next life. Uh, all right, pulling it up here. Next one. All right, former Mrs. Dre, ex Mrs. Dre Nicole Young is her name. TMZ broke this story. She is demanding uh, the court to cover her monthly expenses. Marla, how much do you think her monthly expenses that she's claiming she needs covered are? Hold on. Who's Mrs. Dre? Dr. Dre, former Mrs. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. I didn't realize they were in trouble. This makes me sad. Um, Monthly expenses? Yeah. Oof. They've been living the good life for a while. Uh, carry the four, put a zero. Um, I would say around wait, three hundred thousand. One point nine million dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, high level things: ten thousand dollars for laundry and cleaning, mm. one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars a month for clothes, education, tuition, and living expenses: sixty thousand. Got it. A month. Where's she going to school? Not in state. Entertainment. This is the big one, Marlo. Entertainment, $900,000 a month. Charitable contributions. Considerate, right? $125,000. Mortgage, $100,000. I don't see. This is where I'm confused. (laughs) You have a mortgage, but why do you have living expenses up in education? I don't know. Maybe you have to, you know, it's a different city, I suppose. All right. And so. (laughs) All right. $20,000 $20,000 a month for telephone, cell phone, and email. <laughs> Go back. Go back. 
Say it again. Say it again. Twenty thousand dollars for telephone, cell phone, and email. Email. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Probably not on Google. Uh, probably not on <laughs> Gmail. Um, Apparently not. How many phones? My God. Um, this is according to TMZ. I'm not breaking this news. TMZ reported this. Absolutely fantastic, Marl. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think she has a case? <laughs> <laughs> um, God, living well. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is to live that life, but um, if you're going to get yours, you got to get yours. That's... You know, she has the, what do they always call it? That's uh, her, uh, so you gotta, she got used to a quality of life, a certain quality of life that, yeah. you know, you can't go back after that. So, Two million I just want to hang out with her, with her living expenses are 900000 a month. I just, I, let's go to dinner. Think of all the functionality in your email account. Yeah. On your cell phone. Jesus. I suppose if you're playing like, you know the 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 in-app purchase games, <laughs> you know those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what are the kids playing these days, Marlo? Is the Candy Crush still a thing? I don't even know. I don't getting those extra lives. I know Farmville is too outdated. I was gonna say Farmville, but that's too outdated. And there's probably even I'm sure that's even outdated. <laughs> Million dollars a month for entertainment. My God. All right. Um, all right. Last one I got. In the tennis realm, uh, Jokovic <laughs> threw a tantrum, uh, rocketed a tennis ball into the neck of one of the line men or line judges or whatever, cut disqualified. Um, I don't know. I thought that would be funny. It was, Now that I say it, it's not funny. It was kind of funny. Oh, it was hilarious. All right. Thank she's you. Okay. I, I felt she's mean okay. saying it. She's okay. <laughs> Let's start off with. She's the line judge is okay. Yeah, she's okay, fine. Good. So now this is hilarious. <laughs> now we can laugh. Yeah, um, because I, I, well, I just I didn't see it. Obviously, didn't see it live because I wasn't watching the U.S. Open. Um, but I saw the tweet come <laughs> you out. Were, you were watching the round of thirty-two in the U.S. Open. No, I was not. But I saw the tweet, and then immediately went searching for the video because in my mind, I just heard judge, and in my mind, I thought he turned and like. Like hit the ball to the, who's the person that sits at the mid net? Is it, the is lifeguard? The, the lifeguard judge. The lifeguard judge. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought he like got an argument match with him, and then like just ended it by <laughs> racketing the ball at them. But then would, when I saw the video and he was just like frustrated and like just kind of smacked the ball and hit the 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 line judge or back judge, whatever you want to call her. Yeah. In the face with it, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Because he clearly didn't mean to. Right. It just happened. Definitely ridiculous that he was disqualified. He's the number one player in the world. Tennis players have had tantrums before. He obviously didn't mean to do that. Mm. Um, So, Navy's on the board, Marlo. They kicked a 48-yard. They kicked a 48-yard field goal, down 48 points. So, there you go. Oh, at least we got to record the podcast instead of having to. Well, I guess we didn't have to watch that game, but yeah, yeah. It, at least we didn't miss anything by recording the podcast. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, all right, those were my throwings, Marlo. You got any or um, any yeah, breaking news. Oh no, my breaking news went away. 
<laughs> oh, no. oh, here it is. Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma State. So another sh- crappy game uh, got postponed. That was supposed to be next week, so we have even less to watch. Uh, just got postponed to the next week because of Corona cases. Awesome. Um, I know this week, was it TCU? TCU-SMU was postponed. Yes. Um, yeah, postponed. This one got pushed back a week because they both have a bye, so it might happen. But here we are, postponements of games. Of, and we already have slim games to pick from. That's my throw. I thought we'd. Always, I thought we started the the game the the pod by there you whining go. about full s- college football. So I'm gonna end it by whining about college full football. S- full circle. Yeah, exactly. We're nothing if not holistic. On this <laughs> yeah. Everything full circle. BYU scored again. It's fifty-five to three. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> BYU college football championship. Man, man, pencil them in. Well, yeah. Pencil them in. This is the year. They're probably going to be ranked. They're going to go ahead of half of the teams that don't play. <laughs> yeah. I ho- hope they don't go ahead of Wisconsin. They'll just make me mad. How can they even be ranked? I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> I guess technically they're a team, a college football team, that just doesn't play games. I feel like uh, I feel like if Big Ten keeps dangling that there might be a chance they come back and play, they'll just keep the Big Ten teams ranked in somewhat capacity. Ohio State's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know. They have zero bad losses on their resume. That's right. No bad losses. That would be really fun <laughs> argument. Do you take a one-loss Oklahoma <laughs> or a 0-0 zero zero Ohio State? <laughs> I hope it gets there. I hope it gets there at some point. That'd be great. Or they just play one game and they yeah. kick the shit out of Michigan. <laughs> You're like, hey. It's Michigan. It's Michigan. They beat the. It's Michigan, <laughs> and this was a Michigan year. Yeah, yeah. This was going to be the year that they turned it around. Yeah, they went to Italy two years ago. This was going to be. The this year. was it. Excuse <laughs> me, man. All right. Well, that was that fun. was that was fun, and then I immediately got sad about my watching <laughs> Big Ten games. <laughs> like immediately afterwards. Oh boy. All right, we got to wrap this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's, that's it for me. You guys know us. You can find us at 132Breeze on Twitter. Myself at MarloJR. Casey at Prof Badger Fan. Yeah, where I'll be taking it to Joe Sackett. <laughs> that's right. You got any last words, Casey? As always, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.